man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. All right, welcome. It's the outdoor zone. I'm just not hearing nothing welcome. on this end over here. Okay. No, no tags, no nothing. But we're just gonna go at it in 2024. Welcome. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. Been here forever. Got a plaque out front that says uh historic landmark, the outdoor zone. Hmm. And uh so I'm TJ Graney. One of the hosts here for the show in the bunkhouse with me this week is Cody Ryan, of course. Good morning. You know, Riding all shotgun. week it's been driving me absolutely crazy that Which all thing? my normal podcast and all that kind of stuff, everybody's taken off for like Christmas and New Year's. It was driving me crazy. There's nothing to listen to. I tried listening uh, to us and tried listening to us on our uh, best of that we replayed and it was a listen what for the best of seconds. it was just previous shows from the previous yes, weeks yes. which everybody was doing but it was driving me crazy i was like why are they doing it nobody <laughs> else is supposed to do that i need to i'm off i need to be listening to yeah some fresh i don't content. have any i don't have a show to do so i gotta i got i need something to listen to at least beefsteak is in the bunkhouse with us now sorry this is a recorded uh uh, avatar for beefsteak this morning you're an ia ai yeah. ai yes <laughs> yeah artificial hey, that's not funny that could be real it could isaac's the ranch hand that got here early this morning got the gate open made sure the old pot belly stove got fired up a little bit a little bit of ice on the ground so that's good we don't know and, if that's uh, a real beefsteak now but <laughs> ask me a question that nobody else i don't knows. know if i trust it ah <laughs> Yeah, pretty smart. Yeah, and we're coming to you live from the bunkhouse. It's uh, live every Sunday morning, seven to nine a.m. Central here in the United States of America, or twenty four seven three sixty five as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. This morning's show, uh, first segment of the show, brought to our to you by our friends over at McBride's Guns. Uh, no more important time to be. Uh, paying attention 
to your firearm collection and your firearm uh, rights than right now. And McBride's is a family owned and operated. They're our local full service firearm dealer. Uh, they have a gunsmith on staff right there to help you with anything. They can answer all your questions. If you have an estate with firearms and you need to deal with the firearms in the estate, they can help you with that. They can help you inventory everything, value it. They can help you with that. Go see our friends over at McBride's Guns. They're in the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. You can call them 512-472-3532, or you can go online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop right here in you know, Austin, I, uh, Texas. I, I actually told someone to go over there on New Year's Eve because I was at a household and we started talking. It was not our regular kind of people that we hang out with. And he's like, you know, after talking to you, my grandfather had this firearm and he brought it out. He said, I want you to tell me if this will work. And he had, it was a 25 caliber uh, pocket gun from like 19, when I looked it up, it was like 1909. And it was something that was made over in uh offer him a hundred dollar yeah. bill. And and it was it was it was the I pulled back the action and it was he it was about as loose as TJ's side by side steering, you know. I mean, it was just all over the place. And he had one bullet. He had one bullet with it that he kept separately in like a little tissue. And he's like, This is the one bullet that was handed down with it. And I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be fun. But I said, Go. He's like, can I shoot it? Let's go get it checked out over there at McBride's. They've got a staff. So that's one of the that's one of the guns that you put in a shadow box and you have the bullet next to it and, and it's <laughs> up on the wall and you break the glass in case of an emergency. Well, <laughs> you said I, you I got wanna... one shot to save your life and then that's it. Yeah, he kind of held it when he held it with two fingers <laughs> upside down by the you know you know by the stock there by the grip. Like, what is this? What do you think? What, what do you think this will work? Like, oh, my eye. <laughs> uh, is that man. when you break yours out and you break out all your magazines and just start throwing them on the table? That's right. I brought, like, a, oh man, you got, I got more shells. You got to have more, you got to have more bullets. I brought this. him over some shells. Blink, I looked through blink, all blink. the shells and I said, Hey, I think I got, I think I got a box of those shells, you know, from way back or TJ threw me some freebies. You know, all the stuff he doesn't want. You know how he does I don't that, have right? anything to do with anything that you're talking about. <laughs> all that stuff went down with the boat when we lost the boat. So, oh, Right, exactly. Uh, and then I'll tell you what, the boys. The Titanic. It was cold. That was the <laughs> Is that cold, what you were on? That was the coldest sit I've had in a long Ash. time. Yesterday in Blanco, I took my grandson out hunting. That little property out there. We do a yearly thing with another guy and his son. And, uh. Uh, Ludi, thank you very much. That was a good time. And, man, it was cold. It was so cold. It was 30 degrees right in that pop-up blind where, you know, the wind is just kind of blowing through there. Builds character for him, though, you know? Oh, man. So I had the same experience last night. I hadn't seen my big deer in months. 
much. The same experience last. You hunted for like 15 minutes. <laughs> right before. From the house. From twilight. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I better get it's, out there. You can't get that cold. Hey. Better get my buddy heater out. Honey, turn off the heater in the house. <laughs> he just leaves the door <laughs> you got open. your buddy heater going That's in your it. in your living room window. Sitting well, in your chair. Well, I got a, a BLT sitting yeah. next to me in my chair. I, w I will tell you, though, that uh, I did... So I bow hunted the last, uh, last weekend I hunted. This is the last weekend of deer season right now. No, we're on air. We were on air together for, I believe opening day. Weren't we? I was. I think or, we were. I yeah. Was. I think we were yeah. all together for, for rifle day. season for rifle season. Right. Right. And now we're together again for the last. What is day wrong with this picture? Man. <laughs> Extended Why did we take off? There's, we ought to. This is when we ought to have the holiday. This is why yeah. all the smart guys are not doing a podcast. We ought to do today. the show live on Christmas. I mean, what is? It? I wasn't doing anything but hanging out anyway. We should have just done the show live on Christmas and then taken off. Yes. Well, Christmas it's is opening day. But and see, no, because Christmas is one of those janky days where I don't mean janky as in bad day, but what I, yeah. it's every everybody around us and gets. DJ has been electrocuted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lightning has just come through. No, uh, uh, Christmas is one of those deals where grandkids and kids get up, and you're you, the the slot that we would do the show live would be would that wouldn't work on Christmas, but on New Year's, I mean, you I'm not. We could bring in, in the, the back holiday in the day. shooting guns, and you, yeah, that'd be great. Midnight. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the well, back in the day on New Year's Day, you know, it might I might be a little bit groggy, uh, but I mean, it's just a regular old day. Now I get up and I go, yeah, come on, New Year's. I mean, I'm not staying up all night. I tell you what, the big news flash over here around this area is how many. Although I did, how many stray bullets hit houses during? new year's eve and the no. things yeah get out of no, here no 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 there's a whole park around mckinney falls and on the just on the i don't side. believe it yeah and they report what do they that, do they go out there and they and they see the bullets laying on their roof no How do they even that, hear it uh because the window broke uh one of her one of her windows broke and then uh there was a hole in the drywall that's, so, that's kind of a that's a more of a horizontal shot and that a, would be a drive-by shooting <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and, and then everybody started reporting on top of that but the most interesting thing i thought is when she got on there she said you know people shouldn't be shooting automatic weapons like that i heard a lot of da, 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 da. and of course the thing they didn't say they jumped on her about those aren't automatic weapons People are just, you know, fast shooting. You can't. We automatic. Why are you saying there? What about know, like, fireworks? You said it was New Year's. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, they don't come down. You don't hear things right going through and see bullet holes. We used to it. shoot each other with fireworks. Oh, what that, are those ones? Roman candles. Roman candles. You put on the safety glasses. That's all glasses. it was. Roman you candles. Did what? <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. Right. Surely hey, you weren't. Surely I you think, weren't that dangerous. I think we got to take a break. So let's take a break. On the flip side, we'll talk some fishing. We've got all your favorite segments left. Just hang out. We're getting this thing heated back up. Man, that old potbelly stove needs some fire, firewood. Golly, this place is dusty. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at the Outdoor Zone.
Bitcoin.com. This is T-Roy Bruce Orr, listening to the Outdoor Zone. They call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Collar. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack. It's a little bit dusty, but the pot belly stove's fired up, and we're in here with you. You can catch us 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com. You can also find our social media there. It's our Facebooks on there. Find out about Cody Ryan and Beefsteak on there. Hey, you can also find out about Niall Niall Maxwell. (laughs) Niall Maxwell. (laughs) Come on. Who? Red Rope. Red Rope. Red Rope. Uh, Niall Maxwell Supercenter now is the best pricing for uh, right now, for taking th- taking thousands off MSRP on every brand new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram on the lot. How about a 24 Ram Crew Cab 4x4 with over 15000 in total savings? How about a 23 Ram Crew Cab 4x4 Lone Star with over 12700 off in total savings? And the powertrain on that n- new Ram is protected forever how about a 23 gladiator rubicon with over twelve thousand in total savings and a new jeep from nile maxwell is protected forever so drive home for less head to the nile maxwell supercenter we sell more than anyone else 620 and 183 in austin or visit us online at nile maxwell supercenter.com nile maxwell supercenter.com now Maxwell, well, so I've been talking in the fishing brand. world about uh, lots of changes going on in the tournament bass fishing tournament world. A lot of changes going on, and uh, I think we're kind of set to what's going to happen in 2024 as far as tournament series goes. The national level trails are all happening. NPFL, uh, which is I fished a couple years, has a Great full field this year, or 124 anglers or something they announced. Uh, their biggest field yet. So I saw that. I saw that. Amazing. It says, it says yeah. a lot of people are going over there. A lot of people are. A lot of legends yeah. you'll know. Uh, you'll know the names of. A lot of guys fishing two tours, whether it be the Bassmaster Elite Series and NPFL or, or other stuff. So good to see those guys rocking along. The uh, Bassmaster Opens. Still uh, producing a lot of anglers. They released that they got a lot of anglers and uh, fishing that. So a lot of a lot of stuff happening in the fishing world. It all kicks off in just a couple weeks. In February, I believe it is, is the busiest tournament month on a national scale that there is all year. So February, February the busiest month i think there's eight national level tournaments going on february you mean up in uh, up in minnesota they're gonna just crack the ice and keep going they're they're all down south they all start down oh yeah the the ice picking world is the ice fishing world is going berserk now we've got nine new trails 
You got to get that Lund out there on the ice early. I was wow. just going to let him go. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just going to let him go. His mic's off his. anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, no. So uh, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm staying in Texas for the most part. May uh, venture out. I think I've, I've noted that before, but looking forward to fishing the uh, first event I've got on Sam Rayburn just here in a couple weeks, actually. A couple wow couple, two or three weeks. I wanted to go pre-fish that with you. Okay. On Rayburn. Isn't that where and we then, went and I got the it was cigarette smoke dolls? The Is that, was that Sandra? smoke dolls. Remember I bought those dolls for the grandbabies from that lady oh, who said behind the yeah. counter smoking I'm trying to practice selling. for a tournament that I've paid thousands of dollars, have thousands of dollars invested in, and he's making wheeling and dealing with the lady, he's the cashier at the, at the gas station. To buy some dolls that she hand makes on the side. Oh, that's some of the and best right there. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa, she what is that there. smell? Like this what old is lady, that? And she's got like a cigarette hanging out the corner of her mouth with the ash about to fall off. And she's knitting. And she's like, oh, I make these so I can have extra money for the grandbabies. And I said, well, how much are they? And she said, oh, those, that's 15 and that one's 20. I said, well, give me one of each. I'll take them. For a combined price, and you countered her offer, didn't you? And then Cody said, yeah. "Cody said they smell like cigarette smoke. Oh, they stunk! Kids yeah, they smell they like cigarette in, smoke and fried chicken." Brings them in my truck at that point. Buys knitted dolls at a gas station from the lady behind the counter smoking. I supported her Christmas. Her habit. <laughs> well, her, maybe her lung. Hey. Who knows Long what they're stuffed with in the future? You never hey, know what they're stuffed with. Your grandma was a cigarette smoker and a red meat eater, dude. And it she took lived her out, for a baby. long time. It took her out. Finally took her out. Well, but, yeah, uh, but she was also older. I mean, yeah. You know, at some point, yeah. at some point, you get old, and well, your mom, my other grandmother, in, the worms crawl out, lived to be far older and did not smoke. So. There's that part too. There's that part. Yeah. I think I'm going to go smokeless tobacco and be grumpy and see where that gets me. It'll be kind of a happy medium, maybe. <laughs> maybe somewhere in the middle. I'll be grumpy like one grandma and I won't smoke, but I'll I'll go smokeless. No, I'm just kidding. I made all that up. Your grandma, uh, your grandma yeah, too. Then she sit I on the porch. I cannot connect the dots. She I'm sat sorry. on the front Never porch mind. and she had a dip in, right? And uh and shot deer from the front porch, isn't that right? No. Sean Granny. You had a <laughs> granny that did that, didn't you? No? Have I got the wrong no. family? <laughs> yes. I'm in the wrong family tree. Oh my <laughs> well, god. No, my you may was. have you may have the right family, but at some point the story was embellished. Oh. Very and we heavily. speak not of it now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told this story about uh, nine my... felony accounts on Granny later. <laughs> I story I they told... died. She died, and they were still looking for her. So I she told died the, the uh... felon she always was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. You know, talking about stories this weekend, I had, and I'm interrupting your story, your time. Oh, well, he Cody, was talking. Hey, this but... is the fishing segment. We got to let him finish. Sorry, Cody. I'll come back about the three-legged Don, cat. I'll come Beef back and talk about the distracted. three-legged cat. I did not. Look, he's mad. 
I know. And and I had this idea for the segment for the show you know, later. Spit in your eye. That we're going to talk about later that uh, it's, you know, if we let Beefsteak uh, in on that um, part of the segment that I want to talk about later, that it's just over. So well, you, have to you really don't have to come on. up with anything. You, you have don't have to, to come up with anything. And tell Isaac <laughs> to cut him off. He gets 60 seconds. Ready, go. And then <laughs> that's it. Deet, deet, deet. Wow. No, but I, I just, I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm, uh, start fishing here in Texas, but I'm hearing the fish are still shallow or they've moved shallow or whatever. If we don't have a winner, it'll stay like that. But of course, as tournaments approach and much like any bass fishing tournament I've ever fished in my life, there'll probably be a cold front, a freeze, a snow and heavy winds the week of, and the hey, week that's before. when you do your best the tournament and uh but i'm looking forward it's going to be a team series teaming up with my buddy tr tra homes tra pools if you're looking for a pool in kerrville (laughs) he's your guy i mean there's a lot of people looking for pools in kerrville hey i bet you got some pools going baby uh but looking forward to uh you know it's it's I, i was telling somebody the other day how lonely it got being on the road and for 10 to 12 days, uh, fishing these tournaments that are pro only, you know, I got nobody in the boat with me during practice, nobody traveling with me when the, when my family didn't go and, uh, man, it got, it, I mean, it just got boring. Why don't you, know, you just take one of those ways. cigarette dolls and just put it up on the dash and just put one next talk, to me and talk yeah, to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like Will, Wilson. Wilson. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee no. you he was talking to Salem things or on his, boat, his favorite lure. He'd have a little frog lure sitting there. <laughs> hey, little buddy. <laughs> yeah. We got to fish another hour. It's practice. So I'm excited about fishing a team series again and having a buddy in the boat and a good buddy and somebody I fished with before and we've done well. And so it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. And but good uh, payout I, too. You, and payout I'm excited there. and a fantastic payout. Fishing the uh, Brandon Belt series, yes, the baseball player, uh, Brandon Belt. But uh, excited also to bring on our True Health Share again for 2024 season as we head out on water and finding affordable, top quality healthcare options. You know they can be tricky for entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed. But our True Health Share is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years. Our True Health Share. Is not insurance. I'm required to tell you that, but it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance, skyrocketing costs. Look, I cover my family with Altrua. I would not do it any other way. I promise you, I am here to tell you this is the way to do healthcare. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's how simple it is. None of the I mean, that's it. That's all there is. So find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, coming up, we got news of the weird. All your favorite segments are ahead. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse 24 7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com.
Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here in the U.S. of A. We're 24-7, 365 as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow us all on our social media and find your podcast links at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. So this uh, this year, my wife and I had a conversation, 2024, to start off. Do we get a new vehicle for her, new Durango, or do we go get the one we got checked up and fixed and keep it running? We decided that everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, but we use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. So Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. And each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle or your Durango anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You ready to make a visit to them? They have locations at uh, 405 West Slaughter Lane, which happens to be mine, You may see me there at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. You can also check out their locations by going to sunautoservice.com. You know, I like to follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials each week. Just go sign up at sunautoservice.com. Very good. Now it's time for our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Boy, this is a good one. Oh. Are we up? We, we good? are up. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on, baby. Okay. Hey, <laughs> where you uh, been? So I was uh, looking through our um, news of the weird information sent to us by our information guru, uh, Beefsteak. And w- how often are you guys, uh, are, do both of you guys operate a gas grill? Are you guys... I have a gas dual. Grill, guys. I have a gas and a pellet smoker and a regular and. But a, how often do you use your gas grill? Uh, uh never. I I haven't I, had one in ten years. I use them. Are you kidding me? No. What Mine, are you going to do if the power goes out? How are you going to cook? Sticks. My <laughs> mine is a combo, so I use it for different. I don't got to get those bottles refilled. What happens so, when your bottles go out? My mine actually okay. went out yesterday while I was 90, boiling. That's why you boiling have deer backups, head. man. Come on. Ninety nine percent of the masculine men in the United States of America are uh, possess and use regularly a propane gas grill. Oh, yeah. uh, statistics say they use it at least once a week. Uh, the more masculine you are, the more you use it. So 
Uh, let's yeah, see that is, here. That is not true. That's not part at of the story. At least three times. So I go, I go outside. I use my gas grill, and I have an extra large tank. It's like a double oh, size tank. I don't remember oh, where yeah, I got it. Of course you did. Oh, yeah. And uh, my tank so, is so is big. Extra large. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, this I don't know what to do with it. I, I cook. I cook bacon on it, so we don't cook. We don't. We don't necessarily have to cook it inside. I cook bacon on it. Uh, I mean, we cook. we're on it all the time and but the reason i bring that up what is what is of course california new york weird they are in the process of banning propane grills in california all appliances any propane appliance yeah and tanks too and which means and and they they actually have a date in place where you cannot build a house that is not fully electric. You cannot have a gas water heater. You cannot have gas stove, oven, no gas appliances. Man, there's there. I, I don't know how people people in California. I thought they were like they liked cooking and they were you know. I thought that was a big deal out there. That ain't gonna work on all electric. Those the real chef boyardees out there. They're they're gas. It's just you know it. The reemergence of the uh, foreman grill. You know, <laughs> will will take I, off. Yeah, n- <laughs> I just I am I am shocked at the level of. I mean, you can't use a gas blower. You can't use gas. It, they are pushing everybody to this electric thing in California, and their grid can't take what they're doing now. Yeah, all summer world? as is, as is this past summer, they were they were doing rolling blackouts and asking people not to charge their electric vehicles. Yeah, this summer. Sense. I don't understand. This summer. It is just weird to me now that you're gonna people, go all electric appliance. It's just weird to me that people would allow that stuff, that weirdness to continue in I, their state. I don't see. I don't understand that. So yesterday I was, or last night, I uh, had it. I'll. We'll talk about uh, our hunting season here later in the show. But I was boiling a deer head, right? <laughs> yeah. For that, you, you know, I do that with your started electric. doing my own skull mm-hmm. mounts or whatever. Just. I thought you were of, done with that. You said you uh, were not going to do that anymore. Necessity. Okay. Yeah, I can't stand it. I don't enjoy it at all. I do not enjoy it. But out of necessity, mainly because I'd taken the ice off of the deer that I had, you know, I'd processed the meat already that I had uh, killed last week. And so I took the deer head out and it wasn't iced and it got hot. And then the thing started stinking and... It was in my garage because I didn't want a coyote to carry it off. And I went outside and was like, oh, gosh. And it started, it was full of all kinds of things crawling on it. And so I filled up a pot. I use that ice chest again pretty soon. No, it wasn't in the ice chest. It was in a plastic bag. I had it tied up in a plastic bag. It was really bad. Oh, yeah. So I uh, filled up the pot of water and dumped it in there and just boiled it last night. And was doing that whole process. Well, I go out to check on it, you know, a little while later, because it's got to boil for a while. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to boil a long while, a couple hours, especially with the pot that I'm using that, you know, has 19 gallons of water in it or whatever to get it. Anyway, it's not the perfect setup, but I went out and the fire was out. To my And my propane tank ran out and I'm like, so oh, just go no. get some sticks. I will. I Well, that's what I was starting to think was like, am I going to have to, I ended oh. up taking the skull out and it was like perfectly ready, you know, to wash off. And so I finished scraping it off and washing it off and it came out great. Other than the fact that now I need to do the, the bleaching process or the, you know, peroxide boil, uh, to, to whiten it. But it, uh, I was like in fear. I didn't know what to do. I started thinking that very thing. I was like, okay, am I going to have to build a fire over here and try and keep this thing rolling? You know, because you can't stop mid process. You got to have a head boiling. You got to have backups, man. man. Come on, just buy, you I know, just I don't have mine, anything. I left mine in the plastic bag and put it out in the woods and nature you left it in it a plastic off. bag. Somebody well, nature just did. Yeah, it. but like he said, something will carry it off. I put it under a horse trough and put a big rock on the top, and just where there was an ant pile. And it no, just, I tied it up in a tree. The problem is, just, yeah. The problem is that uh, it takes too long, man. And uh, I know I'm with Cody in and a rush, and you can't get it. You cannot get it bleached the white bleach color. afterwards. It's I don't did my wife's that way. Spray like, paint it. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so redneck, man. That, that's that hillbilly, not off. even redneck. That's hillbilly. What the heck? No so I did I'm my wife's wife's audad. Metro. I did my wife's audad. I talked about that, and it turned out beautiful. Look at this thing. Let me show you. It's right here. Oh boy, here we go. Show and tell. <laughs> Good radio. Good radio. Yeah, man. That is. Uh, wow. Did you put See? the? Uh, did you uh, put the brightener? Go to the Outdoor Zone Facebook page. Did that you go, is spectacular. Did you go to the salon store and get that high-powered bleach? Is that where you he got did. it? He did. I did. I did. And they, they knew exactly why I walked in there. They profiled me as soon as I walked in. <laughs> I know. They said, <laughs> they said you're so looking for peroxide. You're here for and, the special uh, treatment of the hair. That's yeah, what you're, you're not looking for a for hair treatment. You're looking for no. deer stuff, aren't you? Yes. Deer skull boiling Yes. Liquid. Hey, and I was almost sixth, out because I was your, the yes. sixth person that day that walked in there to the hair place <laughs> to ask for it. So I so was completely profiled. It. So it won't be as weird as when I took the deer head to the uh, car wash and I put it down and I started spraying it out with the high pressure. You get the eyeballs out. You get everything out. It's great. Try that. That's, you do get a lot of looks. How so. come you don't have a pressure washer at your house? Man. <laughs> Talk Run about by being propane. a man. Run by no, propane. I don't have a pressure washer. I heated one. Oh my gosh. Hey, but I want to. I want to close this out as we start to close it out with. Will that happen in Texas? The propane ban. And it no. seems like a silly question, but you know what? That was answered when when uh, our governor Greg Abbott signed a bill of ten seventeen that prevents any city or country county in Texas county. from banning gasoline or natural gas to use in our cars or our homes so we want to say thank you sb 1017 protects that's all not propane energy. though yeah it is natural, natural gas. gas propane it's, natural it, gas it goes yeah. under that same okay. heading oh my all right gosh. hey making sure hey not uh, long ago mrs granny and something. i mrs granny and i were shopping for a mattress 
and we spent hours online just checking out all the reviews and all the order a box delivered at your house kind of mattresses and uh, and we thought, no, we're going to go see our buddies, Steve Fry over at factory mattress. And we're just going to go in and see what they got over there. And they have a right fit sleep mapping technology where you lay down and they, the computer tells you exactly what kind of mattress you need. And I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is just some silly thing. And we ended up buying the mattress that it suggested. And it was perfect. After all that work we did, and we saved 600 bucks. Don't miss going over to our buddies over at Factory Mattress. They'll help you find exactly the right mattress, and uh, and they'll deliver it, and they'll take your old one away. So it's a win, win, win all the way around. Go see our buddies over at Factory Mattress. Get the right bed now, and uh, where uh, from Factory Mattress, where we have sleep, down to a science find out all the factory mattress locations around central texas at factory mattress texas.com factory mattress texas.com on the flip side we'll talk game warden field notes plus after that a whole nother hour some of our favorite hunting stories from the year it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 you can find us at the and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here in the United States of America or 24-7, 365 as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you for being here, Regulators. We're honored that you're back with us here in 2024. We look forward to all the outdoors has to offer here in 2024. This segment of the show is brought to you by our friends over at Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members and families, entrepreneurs, it's Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you get the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. You know who your banker is, and I love that. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. I'm traveling all the time, and I can just jump on my computer and take care of my banking. That's good. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's 13715 East Ladera Drive on B Caves, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all their information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Okay, now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. 
These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Okay, so one of the things that we follow here, one of the things that I would love, love, and let me say love to do would be to go on a wolf hunt, shoot a monster wolf, and get a rug made out of it. I mean, I'm really... A wolf rug? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them at Dallas Safari Club, which I will be at Dallas Safari Club next week and uh, invite anybody to come by to the Kids Outdoor Zone, KOZ booth. And I'm also doing two two seminars there. So if you're going to Dallas Safari Club from wherever you are here in the world, we'd love to visit with you at the KOZ booth. It'd be awesome. Um, but anyway, I saw some rugs there that were made out of wolf hides. And I just, man, I just loved them. And, uh, and so I followed the whole wolf hunting, wolf introduction. And one of the things that was going on is Colorado wanted to reintroduce wolves. Mm. And mm-hmm. oh, I it's mean, happened. That, no, they did. Well, it, it, so they wanted to do it, or at least some of the people wanted to do it. And, uh, and and then they had a vote and it and it and it, reintroduction passed by just fractions by fractions of a percentage and so they went out and the next thing they had to do was find some wolves and nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to give them any of their wolves other uh, states that had reintroduced them they they Denied said no, giving, don't do it. Selling that, yeah, don't do it. Don't we're do not going to do it. You're going to regret it, and we're not going to be a part of it. Yeah, and and yeah. I mean they no. These are states that have done it and, and realized they, they made a terrible mistake. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, but you know, Colorado, they you know had a couple of bong hits, and then they went out and they convinced somebody to uh, listen. Let bro. them have. Chill, uh, chill, yeah, bro. That's the motherland. Dude, I don't chill wanna, out, man. Well, chill, uh, I'll trade you of, some gummy bears for a couple five fluffy, wolves. Fluffy wolves, bro. So they put they they ended up getting five wolves from where did they get them beef? They got them from a sister uh, state. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oregon because Oregon, they got, like, oh dude I'll no, but, trade you and these wolves had a I'll history. trade you some hyper yeah some hyper alpha bundles for some uh <laughs> some hydro alpha or uh the, these are the ones that were crowd. like tagged as killers right right well they came from they came from a group of wolves that had been known to kill cattle and but it's the only place they could get them, so they get them and they reintroduce them, and they're right on the border. They reintroduced them right on the Colorado Wyoming border. I mean, just well, I guess it's maybe fifty miles from there or something. They, they have probably this... had to get them out of the truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the really first like, guy, oh the God. first guy didn't make it. They had to. <laughs> <laughs> they are so chewing they... <laughs> through the cages. We have them in. And so they let them out, 
and uh, and the Wyoming ranchers said, okay, just so you know, they're going to wander. And if they wander over here across the Wyoming border, we're shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> so now there's this big controversy. And, and, and part of, and so Colorado goes, well, how are you going to know it's one of our wolves, not one of yours? Because you can't shoot yours. You can only shoot ours. Wyoming ranchers are banking on Wyoming's shoot-on-site policy for whenever these wolves cross over. They're classified as predators, and they can be removed, Okay, if said you're gonna, one rancher. If you're going to go to the details of it, I mean. <laughs> oh, I mean, but, I was just telling It's going to go all Yellowstone on them. That, that, that's what I'm you know predicting here, right? I'm sure they have collars. I don't know that they things. put collars on these five wolves or not. It didn't say in the article, but they had to. It, it was just interesting. There's zero chance these were. <laughs> they weren't getting near these wolves. <laughs> How they guarded you, them. Hey, come here, little doggy. Come here. Yeah, yeah. I could just so see that. I just thought. I just thought. Again, it's another one of those uh, conservation quote unquote conservation efforts that everybody who's done it in the past said it's not going to work. It's like you go to a neighborhood and they won't let you or, or, or I think, Oh, we'll talk about it in the PETA about the feral cats, but it's like you go to a neighborhood and they have too many deer and they say, Oh, well, we don't want to just shoot the deer. We're going to dart them with, uh, with a, uh, uh, birth control and and that's that's that'll work it's like and, and anybody that's ever tried it any community that's ever done anything darting transporting trapping moving uh, they'll say yeah no that none of that works lakeway gave you up just on gotta all kill them yeah you just gotta kill them now i'm i'm a fan of of nature doing what nature does where wolves wolves are a part of this ecosystem I just, I don't know the, I don't know how it, how they fit in. I, I, I guess they work in Yellowstone. <laughs> I, I, I'm well, they brought I'm them back sure there. The, yeah, they did. I'm not sure because I, I'm reading a book right now, uh, on the history of coyotes. And it's just this incredible book that my daughter gave me. And, and it is, it is an incredible story, but they wiped out wolves, which, then the, the next canine predator was the, the uh, coyote and the coyote just flourished and, 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 but coyotes are harder to kill than wolves cause they adapt to, uh, urban areas. Um, but the wolves are, I mean, they, they basically, they almost wiped out all the wolves. I mean, hundreds of thousands of poison packs dropped across the country to kill wolves. Hundreds of thousands, millions over the years to remember, kill wolves. Remember the things they would drop so they would go investigate it, and when they did, when they touched it, it would uh, it would explode? And well, that, those were coyote <laughs> baits. But these are, and you'll never, you'll, they said you can kill 70% of the coyotes and you'll never get done with them. But anyway, I, it was an interesting article. Good luck, Colorado. Just FYI about... 15 years ago when I was hunting outside Durango, Colorado and I was hiking uh, elk hunting and I was hiking up a trail and a wolf passed in front of me. And so they had wolves already. Wolves will travel. And so the story will continue and we'll keep you updated here. In 
the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack, but so we're just a bunch of guys sitting around pot belly stove in the back of the ranch talking about hunting and fishing and whatever else we feel like talking about. We're honored to have you with us. You are the regulators. You're the reason why we do the show. Share us with your friends on your podcast platforms and Hey, we got a whole nother hour coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse. Catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Amarillo by morning Up from San Antonio Everything that I got Is just Be a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus bay. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup. Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sink and All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning live, 7 to 9 a.m. Central. And uh, my name is TJ Graney. In the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan, of course. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Beefsteak is in the house. Oh, yeah. See how much better that sounds. Oh, yeah, you can just do the same thing. Of course you can. And Isaac is the ranch hand that got here early, got the gate open, made sure the old pot belly stove was fired up. I had a little bit of ice on my windshield this morning here in Texas, which is a nice little treat. I checked the lower unit this morning, and there was a little frost on it over here. <laughs> that could go so many. Yeah, you're so in the many deer ways. blind. Oh Your boat. Gosh. Your yes, boat? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, what, what, what were you thinking? Boat motor. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Follow us on uh, at theoutdoorzone.com and all your social media. Hey, uh, McBride's Guns and these guys, boy, they've been with us since the beginning of the show. They've been with us for years and years and years. They are the local owned and operated gun shop, uh, the gun shop of preference by the Outdoor Zone. And uh, 
if you're looking for a new rifle shotgun, personal carry, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help you with it. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. McBride's guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them on the phone at 512-472-3532 or just go online, McBride'sGuns.com, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop so uh cody and i were talking this morning and we wanted to, to to share our favorite hunting story for this year 2023 2024 it's the final day here in texas today right for now as we're recording this it's the well for buck of, for buck we got extended for youth you know yeah so. there's all kinds of stuff for regular for for regular deer season here in central texas i think south texas may have another some more time but for central texas regular deer season regular rifle season the time has come today at 30 minutes past sunset it is done for the year 6 6 623 6 23 p.m that's right so well depending on where you are See, True. and that is you go. It was interesting. I did yeah. notice when I went to uh, the in-laws' place, you gain about twelve minutes of hunting time mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah, and you get to sleep in later if your father-in-law is not there, but he's always there, so <laughs> you actually have to wake up early. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, it's need his to. place. Hello. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up at five a.m. No matter what time you could have slept till six. Dude, he gets he gets. He's got more done by the time most people get up than so. Okay. It's funny. My, I would have, my brother-in-law and I at the ranch, we, we did the math, uh, separately, but came up with the same time we were going to wake up. Hmm. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's the time I realized I would, we would wake up. You know, we did the math backwards, that, that whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, the father-in-law just ixnate that and made it an hour earlier so <laughs> anyway no we we you gotta prepare for the unexpected and well you're you glad know. he did right because you stuck that deer i did but that was yeah. the afternoon hunt i could have slept oh <laughs> and that was the of deer course. you weren't supposed to shoot yeah uh, it was his deer oh my. so uh, all right my my story has to be my elk that i killed this year yeah, that was a good one. The only thing I've—it's the only thing I shot all year. Wow! I mean, Which, I don't think I—I I don't think I killed anything else. I mean, if you're going to fill the freezer, an yeah. elk is yeah. And a by way golly, to do it. it did fill the freezer. Thank you to the Smithville Meat Locker for man, <laughs> just taking that elk and just butchering it up and just beautiful, uh, beautiful packets. And but yeah, I was. Uh, there are elk that run wild in texas there's some friends of ours that have some some big places and they had some elk run there they wanted to get rid of they wanted to cull out some of the janky elk and i've been down there three years in a row and and hunted these elk it's a big uh, hilly cavernous crazy giant place and to call them in or get get the elk to come in and we had two i had two experiences one uh on the first day 
uh, I had the giant breeder elk that they didn't want to shoot. And he came right up to where we were calling. I was with another young guy and we were underneath an oak tree and the branches were hanging down and he was calling that elk came up and stuck his head underneath the branches. And he was probably 10 yards from my face and just stared at me and then got bored and went off chasing ed i mean you see videos like that but i'd never seen anything like it it was crazy and then uh the next day so we we figured okay there's got to be satellite bulls around that big guy there's got to be other bulls that are trying to get in on his action and we backed up down the canyon and all in there and the big guy came down and he turned off and then another breeder bull came down and he turned off and then that janky bull that i ended up shooting came out of nowhere and just laid out in front of us and and man i got i got a good shot on him and took out my elk i was super 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 excited i've been wanting to shoot an elk for a long time it wasn't that janky Uh, it was nice man i thought but it was a it was a beautiful elk and it was a beautiful opportunity to shoot an elk and everything was it was great. And there was nine other guys hunting the ranch and nobody else had a shot at an elk. So I felt very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Praise. And that's my hunting story. Right. Beef steak. You want me to go? I thought you'd want yeah. to go. Okay. Well, uh, I Isaac, will... put on the egg timer. <laughs> Ding. Egg timer. Start now. What is an egg timer? Oh, well. So, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with, this is going to sound weird, but this weekend... Um, where we took out, uh, took out my grandson at 13 and this other guy took out, uh, his son that was, um, 12, 12 years old and another one that was nine years old. And what, even though we didn't shoot anything, in fact, we didn't even see anything this weekend, but we thought as important as it was to sit out in the blinds and go deer hunting as important was the other things that we did. One of them I took my grandson, who's 13, his birthday is next week, went up. They've got a great big elevation. I mean, it's a thou 1,500, you know, elevation hill back there through the canyons that we're in, in Blanco. And uh, they've got a road that goes up, but it's not really a road. It's more like an extreme four-wheel drive, black, you know, diamond listed and I said, you're going to take that four-wheeler, that side-by-side, and we're going to go up there, and you're going to drive me up there. And uh, he said, when we got to the top, he goes, oh, I can't believe I, I did that. That was the most stressful, worry thing I've ever done. I can't believe you made me do that. And I said, well, now we got to go down. So, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I'm talking these hills were like 60-degree inclines coming down or going back up with washouts and he's like, we're going to roll this. No, no, man, go, go. And so when we got done, he said that was one of the hardest things that he had ever done and most stressful thing that he'd ever done. I said, well, that's what commanders and these guys in charge, that's what they do. Cause you didn't give up. You got through this really hard thing to do and you never gave up during the whole time. They also, and that, and it was a really cool opportunity to kind of, blend in, hey, this is who you are. You are going to be able to take on things like this and you're going to be able to do it Mm. and you won't let anybody down. And then, of course, they had a contest after that who could get up in this oak tree the highest 
And, uh, of course, you know, that took about 30 minutes to coax them down after they were Okay, my whole whole, uh, favorite hunt sounds very selfish, but go ahead. Wow. No, and we just decided that from Cody, this, come on now. From this point oh, on, uh, in there. I, wait, I want to so finish. I, I want to finish. Uh, this point on, we are going to put aside as much time in the deer blind uh, <laughs> at, at putting on and doing other things with them when we go deer hunting. It's as important with f- making firewood, doing things like that, and uh, creating those opportunities to speak into their life. Got to do it. Well, okay. Well, that's a hard one to find. That's why I was going to go last, back to Cody. I was talk. hoping he had got like was getting in his deer stand, got bit by a, a, a you know rattlesnake, and then a scorpion spit in his eye, and he fell Damn. down and wounded hey, deer. Oh, if you want to go gun, another segment? I got that was the story. I got well, those I mean, stories. You one know? like last year. So, so uh, I this year. The number of hunts, the quantity of hunts that I did because I had a bow stand here at the house was probably the most I've done in a long time. The quality of hunts, meaning that most of those hunts were probably 30 minutes, uh, was not, I didn't have a whole lot of quality hunting time this year. It was more so quantity, but, uh, I did go early in the season to my in-laws place took down the rifle stand that was uh at the at the little area that i hunt the uh and so took that down and we brought it back to camp and i've been working on it and rebuilding it well it got so heavy after i rebuilt it that we hadn't figured out how we're going to get it back out into the field and back up and put on the stand so you gotta take the propane gas grill off the side of it oh we got to borrow a tractor or something so instead i've had a bow hunting set up there all year and i just committed that that's just i brought my rifle during rifle season but i've never took it out to the blind or hunted any other blind i hunted the bow blind at the place where i was every every sit every hunt and the last time i sat there um, last weekend, I guess, New Year's weekend, we go out to the ranch and uh, the buck that my father-in-law had passed with his rifle or had seen with his rifle happened to come out within uh, exactly 25 yards. And I made a perfect shot on that deer. Did not hesitate. Didn't even think about not shooting it. And... uh I still haven't talked to my father-in-law since then. He's not going to talk to and, you either. Uh, so <laughs> no, no, he's pretty. He's not. It was. Happy it was so that, funny but. because because Cody said that he he called the other son-in-law and said, "Hey, do you think he's gonna? You think he's gonna be mad?" <laughs> well, they talked back at camp. Yeah, they talked back at camp and made this deal that they he was gonna pretend like he was really mad at me, but I think he really was because I haven't heard from him since then but anyway uh got a nice 10 point and uh turned out pretty cool hey beefsteak tell me what you got well, I, my story Man, okay well my story is spend more time in the blind and less time working on your vehicle you know just take it over to sun automotive because everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust so we use our friends over at sun auto service you know sun auto service is a family owned and operated 
auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. I think that's older than you, Cody Ryan. So when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance, they even do extended CarMax warranties or brake repairs and transmission services. Sun Auto Service sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Repair Shop nearest you. Mine happens to be 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway. At 1206 Ranch Road 620, go check out all their locations by going to sunautoservice.com. But I follow them all week. I follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. Just go sign up at sunautoservice.com. I got to tell you the rest of the story, though, on the flip side. I mean, there's a lot of parts and pieces to the story that uh, I just got to finish up. It was really cool. Peter Report coming up, your Armed Citizens Report, all your favorite segments, plus the rest of the story. The rest of the story at theoutdoorzone.com. Good day. To everyone who's lost someone they love Long before it was their time I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse here in the Outdoor Zone. We don't put, we don't let into the, we don't give in to the anti-gun crowd, the PETA folks, or the Taliban. We just uh, we stand firm in the rights of the American way. And uh, thank you for joining us here around the. Pot, old pot belly stove. Hey, uh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Now is the time to get the best pricing and the right deal. And they're taking thousands off of MSRP on every brand new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram a lot. How about a 2024 Ram crew cab four by four with over 15,000 in total savings or a Ram crew cab four by four Lone Star. Beautiful vehicle, 12700 off in total savings. 23 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon with over 12000 in total savings. And a new Jeep from Nile Maxwell is protected forever. So drive home for less. At the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, we sell more than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin or visit us online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. So choosing to bow hunt. I got to finish the story up. Yes. Choosing to bow hunt. Choosing to bow hunt all year, uh, even during rifle season at my in-laws place. And that afternoon, my father-in-law, myself, and my brother-in-law all chose, uh, all pulled sticks or whatever, right? To short. Because we were thinking that they were going to go to another blind where my father-in-law had seen that big deer we pulled sticks for who was going to hunt that blind. And I drew the longest stick, the stick that where I get to choose where I want to hunt. Right. <laughs> and I, and I still opted to go back to where I'd been hunting every year. The one little place that I hunted instead of where that big deer had been seen. But as fate would have it as God would call it, that deer happened to walk in that afternoon 
to my stand rather than where it had been seen earlier that day. And I leaned down, the deer came in, I watched it come in from my side. I saw as it was coming in, leaned down to grab my bow because I hadn't even picked up it. The feeder hadn't gone off. None of that had happened yet. I leaned down, my bow was on the ground. I'm in a ground blind. I leaned down, pick up my bow, clip onto the, you know, to my knock area or to my, uh, area Mm -hmm. for my release, flip on my release and come up slowly. And then I start getting nervous and I'm like, cause I see, you know, it's for the hill country. It's a big deer. I start getting nervous and I'm nervous. I draw back and I'm at full draw. He's perfectly broadside stopped. Perfect opportunity. And all the nervousness went away. It was like, okay, don't mess up. Just do what you know how to do. And all the nervousness went away. I had this like this weird feeling of complete trust and and like I and confidence became, is the only way I can explain you it. Became one with the bow. It was just <laughs> complete confidence. And I just looked through the peep, looked through the sight, put it exactly. It was right exactly where it needed to be. And I thought, well, what am I waiting for? I was waiting to like, I was going to have to calm myself down, but I was so calm. I just reached up, touched the release and, uh, could tell instantly it was a good shot. The deer jumped and, uh, ran about 10 yards and then stopped. And I thought, what? Uh Oh, and he just started walking and made a couple steps and fell over. 27 yards from my blind. I watched the whole thing happen (laughs) and, uh, the deer was dead in probably less than three seconds. I mean, it was so fast yet. It was so lethal. And, uh, it was just neat. It was just neat to see. And, and I love the other part of archery where like you can see exactly where your shot was when you clean that deer mm-hmm. at both lungs and the top of the main artery leading into the heart, you know, the top of the heart had a cross through it and both lungs had a cross through it. And it was the cleanest kill. It was a great harvest. And so it was, it was cool. It was oh, a cool. Congratulations. Moment. Well, thanks. Wow. I just Good love story. I, I love slinging an arrow, man. There is something about it. Yeah. Once you, once you had an arrow, you shot an arrow and it goes through something and you kill it. It's, man. it's, yeah, it's hard not to go back to up, that. Up close now, the next course. morning, I did go sit with my rifle and the buddy heater. <laughs> as, and I will tonight. <laughs> as I will and tonight. There's something to be said about sitting there and not worrying about noise. and Yeah, drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. So, uh, And I know there's people who are listening to this podcast go, hey, you Texas guys. Uh, well, sorry. You're just jealous or something. I don't know. You're We're, we're just not the purest that you are. and. We oh, admire please. you for being a purist. Hey, now it's time. I for- hunt game trails, game trails that go straight to my feeder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my feeder yeah, hadn't hey, gone off. That's hey, my. That's hey, my they, they talk about that, but then they have food plots, or they hunt along a, right. a, a, a field of corn, or whatever. Come on, it's hey, the same thing. Time for our PETA report. <laughs> Shh, sh- <laughs> 
They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Peter Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. Uh... Welcome back. This is the PETA report. And so not so much PETA. There's always news about those ding-dongs. There was a bunch of stuff about the Humane Society. Um, And and this is one of those little chunks. This is actually happening here here in Central Texas. There's a little little country town, Granite Shoals. It's out by the lake, uh, not far from Austin, Texas. Uh, Beautiful little town. Beautiful little town. Well, the, the, the city kind of got together some of the wildlife. I mean, there's a ton, this is in an area where there's a ton of wildlife deer and, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a plethora of wild game just wandering about everywhere out there. And one of the things that they have uh, that they had or have is a problem with feral cats. Come on. As everyone start a new year of the outdoor zone without TJ. Talking about feral cats. Bam, feral cat story. His Thank loathing you. Thank for you. the feral cat. <laughs> if you've ever experienced a feral cat colony in your community, then you know what it does. Feral cats will kill your songbirds. I saw a cat carrying a squirrel, a feral cat carrying a squirrel a couple of weeks ago. Never seen that before. They will decimate the small game and bird population. And what the brilliant uh, animal rights people have figured out is they have this thing where they will, it's called uh, TNR. It's take, neuter, release. So they'll get the, they'll trap the feral cats. They'll neuter them, fix them. Then they'll bring them back and let them go back, which does not solve the problem of the disease and destruction that they cause in the natural. And so this uh this staff is together and they're they're like hey so i mean we got this horrible feral cat problem hundreds of them and if we could trap 50 of them at a time man we need to just grab 50 of them we could just euthanize all 50 at one time that's that's what we need to do and some staffers saying that you know in this staff meeting well how do, how do somebody you solve the records problem it. yeah they record it and they send it out there and now everybody's going and 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 what i what i thought was really ironic is that the humane society said we are not going to support or fund anything else in granite shoals in the small town because they're talking about euthanizing all these cats we're not going to do that well guess what humane society doesn't ha- handle they don't fund or have one, not one, animal shelter. They are, they are a, a F-rated nonprofit where they don't do any of the stuff. Man, you want to talk about a scam. It's the Humane Society. They're brilliant scam artists that get away with this whole thing. On we, We're here to save your puppies save the puppies. But anyway, if you've ever been, and so I applaud the Granite Shoal folks. And if they can get 50 of them trapped and euthanize them, and that is a solution that they're, you know, of course now they're getting bullied. 
they're getting bullied. And so they're not going to get to do that. They're going to have to do some other thing. And, and you get these do-gooders online. That, you they know, should they, bring in some wolves. So actually, that's not a bad foxes, idea. <laughs> foxes are the ones that eat, a lot uh, eat feral cats. cats. It's the fox. You want foxes. What does the fox say? Which, which brings me on to, uh, my son-in-law is in a, uh, predator contest that started at noon yesterday. And last I heard the last night about 11 o'clock, he had four or five coyotes, a bobcat, and they were looking for a fox and they were just getting started. Oh, it's perfect. They were putting the smack down on them. Putting the smack down on them. Good start to the year. That's that's the way we roll, baby. We should have a feral cat roundup. The other way we roll is, uh, and who's rolling with me for the 2024 fishing season yet again? And I wouldn't do it any other way. It's Altrua Healthshare. Finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But Altrua Healthshare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua Healthshare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance skyrocketing costs. Look, I got my family covered by Altrua. I would not do it any other way. I promise you. It is the way to go. It's as simple as members contributing each month to a membership escrow account. And then if you have medical needs that come up, God forbid, those medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how it works. That's how it should work. Check out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, Altura Health Share, where we care for one another. All right. Your Armed Citizens Report's coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here in the United States of America. And hey, is 24- that little sweater sweater you're wearing made of cottontail? <laughs> it is made of... Uh, uh, lamb's wool and it's sheared down to the bloody skin of the lamb oh my gosh okay you're thinking <laughs> it way that's a little much no it's uh it's a synthetic uh it's made from hemp and uh pretty much uh smoking the sleeve of it right now <laughs> i'm completely out of it and really hungry for pop tarts okay it's uh, time for <laughs> the Armed Citizen <laughs> Report. Hey, Keystone Bank. Uh, Today, legal you know, firearm owners are protecting themselves. One of the things that's themselves. really critical. What? No, go what ahead. I was just playing. Okay. You, you're pointing a finger at me. I was trying to figure out what finger it was. <laughs> so I know what the, what the sign was that you're giving me. Uh Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the Bank of Choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team operator. I hear 
in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. You know who your banker is when you're doing a deal. Banking with your at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. Travel the world and get your banking done at the same time wherever you are. To learn more get started with the Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person. There's 13715 East Ladera Boulevard, the brand new building there on B Caves. There's 500 Presser Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. So, um, <clears throat> tell me, riddle me this, Riddler. Uh, if you were working at a store, retail store, and somebody mm-hmm. came in and, and they, you were, maybe this is a gun store or, you had some guns for sale there and somebody grabbed the gun and started to run out with it. And all of a sudden you realize what was going on. So you jump on the, on your little radio there and you say, Oh, points bulletin in the store. There's somebody trying to run out with the gun. Wouldn't you chase them down? Wouldn't you want to stop that person from stealing that gun from your store? I mean, wouldn't it seem like that would be all in all? You would think the store would want you to do that, too. I mean, if there was a liability or if there was something you would want. I mean, we've talked about all the the stuff going on with don't mess with thieves plans they have in place now at all these retailers. But you would think somebody trying to steal a gun. And and this is from one of our local or somebody run. This is from Academy Sports and Outdoors. Well, they, I mean, they're they're a big chain, and they and one of their one of their segments of their store. They're not like Walmart. Walmart took out a bunch of guns. This is, I mean, part of what they do is hunting and fishing stuff. And somebody was standing there, and they were, and and the the young people there at the counter at the gun counter thought, okay, well, he's going to buy this gun. It's looking good. Like probably sold them on, and he just the guy takes off running. And they go to chase him down and, and, uh, they don't get him. I think he gets away, right? He got away. Yeah. Cause they called the sheriff's department to go look for him. But the three young people that chased him got fired. Academy fired him. Right. And I just, I saw that and I thought, what kind of place are we living in now? What kind of world are we living in where, where so, you don't chase them down and tackle them? So four, face plant them. Four, four days, days after the yeah. incident, Sutton said the outdoor retail chain's firearm compliance personnel terminated her as well as two other employees for their response to the theft. 
Yeah, hmm. so because— They let go yeah. due to the Academy Sports and Outdoors policy on loss prevention, which states that employees were not allowed to chase or physically restrain a fleeing person suspected of theft. Tell them what they're supposed oh. to do, what what their policy says to do. I wouldn't work in an that, establishment The policy like that. is that you are supposed to, if they get out of the store, you're supposed to approach them at a distance with a non-threatening verbal uh, uh, command to come back in the store. Will hey, you bud. please come back to the store? Yeah. Hey, bud. Will uh, you please come back to the I store? I need you to come back in the store right now. And it, they, it's not a, it's a command. It's the <laughs> word, they use the word command. So it's like, hey, bud, come on now. Let's come on back in the store. Your mom's going to be furious at you. Come on, come on. Here, here. Here's some beef jerky. Here you go. Come on back in. But they it's said disgusting. that they left, they left the sidewalk. And so they called it where you're off the front porch. You can only yeah. go to the front porch. And then this because was in, we did you know, did run out of the building, even though I and other associates did stay on the sidewalk, it fell under that we left the front porch, as they call it. Now you know what if 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 I was the NRA, I would probably send these guys a gift card to uh, McBride's Guns. <laughs> and you know and say hey you did the right thing we don't need we need less gun theft in this country and if you look at where the problems are happening with gun violence it's not legal firearm owners it's little thuglets stealing firearms out of vehicles and houses and apparently academies now you know, so a couple and, weeks and ago, and you think about, hold on, just say, if you think about it, they, the, all the ammunition is right there by the gun counter, you know, in an aisle, leading up to it. You could just grab that ammo on the way out. If you just grabbed your nine mil, you're looking at, and ran, grabbed a box, you're, you're ready to go. Yeah, they already had the boxes of shells sitting on the counter when they said, "Hey, let me look at that nine millimeter right there." Yeah, they this this thing is so thought out and. Go Anyways. ahead, Code. Well, it's, I mean, you want to talk about things costing more and more when you add in theft. We were talking about it a while back with some of the smaller chains, smaller stores now, it, it, particularly with lumber. I got two thoughts. One is, particularly with lumber, my new theory is that the smaller lumber yards, you know, the, the local lumber yards, you can find as good a prices or better than the big chains now because they're not having to price raise prices at the smaller stores because of theft like they are at a hmm. you know a big chain so uh shop local baby uh the other thing that i had a thought my little brother sent us a video a couple weeks ago of a guy that lives in I believe he lives in wyoming is that where oh, yeah, it is wyoming or montana yeah, somewhere up there, Dry Creek Wrangler School. And he said, listen to this guy, a couple of his videos. And I've been listening to a couple of his videos. And yesterday, I, I've i explained this on, on here before. And people can take it a lot of different ways. But he, he 
explained his thought process on it as well uh, is the fact that um you're not if it you're not going to tell me a a good guy i'm a good guy right i'm not a bad guy i'm not a criminal i'm not a i'm not out to get people i'm a, i'm one of the good guys you're not going to tell me how or how not to protect myself and my family meaning in code where and where i'm not going to carry yeah to protect myself and my family and you can ask me to leave and i'll leave and or whatever but you're not going to dictate where i can legally carry and protect my family like i said you can ask me to leave and if that makes me a criminal then i don't know what to tell you but i'm one of the good guys and not one of the crazies that's going to use my firearm in a needless situation right in a situation that is harmful to others unless they are being harmful themselves so uh it, it's you get you get what you give is what you're saying i i'm you can say that i there are times that maybe i break the law but the law is meant for people who are ill-intended when it comes to firearms right and i'm not ill-intended i'm a good guy and so there are times where I may carry where you're supposedly not allowed to carry a firearm. Is that breaking the law if you're one of the good guys? Hmm. In my mind, I don't I don't well, see it that way. Well, you are technically breaking the law, but that's where these the things law come only into applies right, but the law in my mind applies to those to bad criminals, guys. to bad guys, and I'm not a bad guy. So my mind has never gone to a place where I would use a firearm to ill harm someone that was not responsible for receiving that ill harm, being that they were attacking myself or my family and wished ill harm or on someone us. else yeah or someone else yeah so right it's it's irrelevant I know, irrelevant as to where i can and cannot carry according to a piece of paper in my mind well think i'm about a good that. guy if, and i carry to protect myself and my family yeah and if That's someone would have protected well, running out of that store and he ran and started shooting i mean getting back to that he ran and started well, shooting. Well, at I'm not even you applying it to that... this story. I'm not even applying it to the story. I don't want to apply. Yeah, it to you're this just story, applying but... it in general. Well, it's like it's like you go to a movie theater, and now now almost all of them, all of them allow you to carry concealed. I mean, you don't see the the non concealed. I mean, you don't see the you don't see the signs that they were trying to keep everybody. I mean, it, it's so funny if. It, if somebody walked, I bet you in any one of our churches, if somebody walked in there and started shooting, there'd be 50 guys stand up and plug in that guy. Uh, you have to worry just, about crossfire more than anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it would be. It would be. And 
and same with my community at the movie theater. If you go to the movie theater, I guarantee you it's probably pretty safe there. Hey, uh, something else that I want to make sure we mention, Sandra and I, Mrs. Graney and I were looking for a mattress the last year. We we're trying to find the right mattress. We looked at the ones you order online and the box gets delivered to your house. We've done all of that in the past. Um, but we went to see our friend Steve Fry over at Factory Mattress, and they have the right fit sleep mapping technology. We got a mattress specifically designed for our needs and saved 600 bucks. Turns out mattress shopping got a lot more personalized than I thought. Shop smarter, not harder with science-backed sleep solutions at Factory Mattress. Get the right bed now uh, at Factory Mattress where we have sleep down to a science. Find a factory mattress or for uh, a factory mattress in your area. Go to factorymattresstexas.com. Factorymattresstexas.com. Man, there's nothing more important than a good bed. All right. Uh, and I, I do want to say that uh, my statements, uh, you know, I, 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 you have to take them with the intent of the way that I said them. So there's a lot of thinking behind that thought but anyway we'll we'll move on it's the outdoor zone last segment we'll close <laughs> it out 24 7 365 you can find it at the outdoor This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 here in Central Texas, USA, or 24-7-365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com to get more information on all the guys here at the bunkhouse and uh, what we're doing. Hey, wanted to uh, make note of, the, of two things. One is I was walking in the neighborhood behind us yesterday, and I saw a little sign that was posted on a tree in a yard, and it looked like a it looked like a caution sign. It had big red letters across the top, and it said "caution." And I thought, "Oh, what's that?" And it said, "Free range children and animals, please drive slowly." <laughs> and I thought that is so good. I took a picture of it. I thought it was so good. Free range children and animals, and then beef stood up comes in to the bunkhouse and he's wearing his t-shirt and what does your t-shirt say beef in my defense i was left unsupervised as a child it says in my defense i was left unsupervised and you always put on there oh that was from when i was a kid but i think no that's not just necessarily no, your wife gave it kid. to you this year yes she yeah, did it was she goes this explains been, a lot that's what she told me yeah yeah mm-hmm I think? think it's just means for current day. It's you know, not your uh, fault. Just want to encourage everybody. Th thank you for listening to the show uh, over the last, I don't know how many years. Um, but do, the, we, our podcasts are stacked up 
uh, Cody Ryan's got us, uh, all the podcasts stacked up real nice and neat. Him and beef worked on that for years. So you can listen to the show, go back and back and back. And, uh, and there, I think you post them pretty quick, right? This, this show's posted every by Monday for sure. Right. Pretty much. That's the goal. Yes. If all goes well, they're actually posted Sunday evening. So, and the goal, and, if he's if not you are interested in advertising on the show or the podcast, please let us know. You can contact us through the website or uh, theoutdoorzone.com. And uh, and if you are, if you ever listen to us and you know, well, hey, did you guys have something you wanted to close with? Oh, yeah. I was, of course. <laughs> oh, I mean, mean, I was going to share okay. just that uh, one of the things that we're passionate about is getting youth into the outdoors, and we do it through kids outdoor zone kids outdoor zone is an uh, outdoor hunting and fishing program made available to the men of the church so if you're a couple of you and your buddies in church want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church just go to kidsoutdoorzone.com if you're passionate about hunting and fishing and you care about the legacy of the next generation coming up hunting and fishing uh you can go to kids outdoor zone and donate your uh ranch your land money vehicles um it takes money to train men we are now uh in uh all across the united states and uh off into eastern europe and canada and uh and it all started at just a little church here in austin texas and so we want to thank you for that if you're if you're passionate if you and if you know a young man if there's a young man who you know needs a male role model, a mentor in his life, and needs to get outside and away from the computer and just uh, get a little dirt under their fingernails, skin up their knee every once in a while, uh, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com and find a church in your community that's hosting a KOZ group. They meet one Saturday a month, and then they and they also plan hunting trips and hiking trips and there's a mountain trip into New Mexico this year. All kinds of stuff. Just go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. All right, that's so, my last plug for that. Cody's Cody's going to be fishing all around. What is the tournament trail you're fishing, Cody? Uh, the first one I'm fishing, I believe, is going to be the uh, – I have to look at the calendar. The uh, uh, What's the baseball player? Um, <laughs> Nolan Ryan? No, no, no. Not, no. The, the guy, now, the so, great UT guy that uh, started Brandon, that league. Yeah. Uh, Belt. Brandon Belt series. Brandon Belt series. You can look it up online and follow Cody there yeah. and on his social media and and, uh, and let's cheer him on. And then Beefsteak, you're, uh, you're a KOZ leader and you're taking boys all around doing all kinds of stuff and uh, – active at your group level and and you're also helping us do some events around the country yes sir and uh even next weekend i'm doing a deal with your koz group for hunter's ed do the hunter's oh yeah ed you're teaching hunter's ed here yeah. at my little church in in smithville <clears throat> texas calvary I, baptist church in smithville texas and i did want to kind of give a shout out uh because i'm doing that i'm not going to be at the at the super hunt at the texas hunter's you know, the youth hunting program. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yep. it's Tex- next Hunter weekend. Education youth hunt through the Austin Woods and Waters Club. Yes. And they are looking for guys to come and help participate and skin and get on the lines. You wouldn't believe it when you get 50 or 60 kids going out to a whole group around that area in Brown Stonewall, 
all those uh, ranches that have given up time and, and opportunity for kids to come out and hunt, 50 or 60 of them, you get a line of deer that are coming back each day. Yeah, that's some work and for somebody out there and they got to skiing them. It's kind of cool at Cave Creek there. They've got these uh, where there used to be a playground, you know, that you put swings on and they swing back and forth. That's just nothing but racks. And you just deer hanging there, kids coming in, doing it for the first time. You get an opportunity to walk them through that. They serve good food. It's a it's a really good program. And the Texas uh, Wildlife Association is also, you know, in, uh, in, they're the ones that kind of work work through that. And like you said, TJ, the uh, Austin Woods and Waters, which I'm part of also, and we really like, and we. They take care of me. Well, and there's organizations around the country, folks, that if you're listening to this in, in Virginia and if you're listening to it in Alabama or Georgia or Wyoming, there is there is organizations around the country that uh, and around the world that offer youth an opportunity to get outside. Make sure you find a good one that uh, is got a good reputation. Check them out. Um, and get a kid outside. It is critical. Right, but a monthly, that's like this yearly program. A monthly program is what you talked about, which is Kids Outdoor Zone. That's where you start to mentor them and really make a difference. So last week was New Year's resolutions for a lot of people. So I wrote this down and said, I don't call them New Year's resolutions anymore. I prefer the term casual promises to myself that I'm under no obligation to fulfill. And so, and so this year, that's an easy way out. We're only <laughs> a couple a days one. in. That's and so one. instead, right. here's what I want to do. I want you to consider, make a, go back to make a bucket list of the things you want to do and then twist it and consider how those things compete with the forces of your happiness and your time and your attention and the resources and ponder well that's a little deep and ponder how empty they are in comparison and that's really deep okay probably not going to ponder on that one beefsteak but i will give you hebrews 10 24 and let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds see that's much easier just do that i'm cody ryan i'm out oh boy peace dude peace uh (laughs) hey this week want to Encourage you to get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. If you uh, if you're looking for a hunting, fishing, outdoor adventure ministry for your church, we can help you with that. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you're looking for a speaker for your next in uh, next group gathering, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com or the outdoor zone. Let us know. We're happy to try and fit that in our schedule. Uh, so that's about it. We're headed to church. Go find a good Bible-based church in your community. After all, it's all his anyway. And all three of us, we're headed to church. I want to encourage you to find a good one in your community. Man, get your, get your family together. Let's start the year off, uh, with, uh, a little gratitude with Jesus. And if you want to start, uh, the outdoor ministry, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Hey, all right. From myself, TJ Graney. From Beefsteak, Cody Ryan, Isaac, the ranch hand, want to tell you thank you, regulators, for being tuned in. Appreciate you listening. Share us with your friends. Regulators, let's mount up. I live back in the woods, you see. A woman and the kids and the dogs and me. 
got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I can plow a field all day long. I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn. Our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do We grow good old tomatoes and homemade wine And country boy can survive Country folks can survive 